Hey everyone, welcome back to Out of Focus, a podcast about nothing and everything, and I'm the thing that makes you go, ugh, Eric Diaz, and I'm joined by the reason you keep coming back, Nick Farr. Hey, Nick. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about the two things people love, um, cringe, the things that sneak into your memories and just keep you up at night, and meetings. That's what's on the docket for today. <laughs> they both sound like they could fit together pretty pretty easily have you ever had a cringy meeting oh yeah really yeah i used to work for i i honestly can't think of a specific no i can't okay there we go (laughs) it just hit me um (laughs) my god lightning yeah in a bottle right here this podcast uh so i used to work i'll name drop i don't give a shit uh I did my undergrad at Utah State University, oh. and I used to work for the housing department. Uh, As college boy. I was an RA. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I was an RA. Wow. What, uh, what's it like being an RA, by the way? Terrible. People yeah. are like, oh, it's this life-changing experience. There are other people I know that really enjoyed it. Just not my thing. Just not for uh, me. So you could say it was life-changing and that you never want to deal with college kids ever again? Yeah, and which, you know, referencing the last episode uh, of the new news, um, well, that might be changing, Professor. right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so you always had to come uh, to the new school year in the fall and the spring early, like a week early before everybody oh. else, and you'd go through training Oh, no. Where they'd put you through all of these super long, dry presentations. They'd try and make it fun and put you in team-building exercises and mm. habana flagana gagan garbage. Um, I and, love team-building. <laughs> yes. So they do all <laughs> these things. And one big part of it was, like, presentations from, like, all the different departments. Um, mm, my God. Law enforcement. You know, public safety, fire, emergency management, like like there's all these things that they're just supposed to train you on this stuff that you're going to forget what you're supposed to do if anything (laughs) ever happened anyway. Um, Now, here's the here's the part that I can't remember is that I don't remember what the hell this guy was supposed to be talking about. Oh, no. But he was of a department that like wasn't. I have to say it was something a little bit on the side, like it wasn't like one of those big main things, like he wasn't from the police department or anything like that. He was some sort of department in the university um, that had something to do with this. And he's giving uh, whatever his presentation is. And then out of nowhere, I, I can't even think of where this transition came from. He starts talking about, um, I think he's he's made, he made a reference to like sort of getting rid of rodents. Um, uh, okay. And there's a certain <laughs> rodent I can't remember the name of exactly, but he was talking about it's, and I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but like a a vole. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That Vol's was it. totally a little little mouse type thing. Yeah. Exactly. So he's talking about yeah, like he's making some sort of reference to getting rid of them, and he goes, "Oh, okay." So, yeah, that's it. And then he goes, side story, you know, getting rid of uh, voles can be quite tricky. I remember 
and he goes into the story of remember of helping someone no details um get <laughs> he's like they they had a problem and uh there there was this kid there and i was helping i was helping the kid uh get rid of him and i i told they had dug all these tunnels like under their house and things like that and they were all over in their garden so i said you know find the other end of their tunnel and what we're going to do is we're going to shove uh the water hose down there we're going to turn it on full blast and then we're going to stand at the other end with a shovel oh what and so he gave the kid oh no oh no a shovel and just said and we just stood there at the end and when they came out I went get him get him get him and he smashed oh their gosh. heads in <gasps> oh my god this is a real watership down type shit. Oh my god. Right? We're in Jesus. a work training. And he cannot read the crowd. So the crowd is huge, by the way. We're like over a hundred uh students. Student, oh you know, and, and then there's like, you know, our bosses, which are university staff, they're sitting in the back. Yeah. He cannot read the crowd in that this stunned shock from us. And not so much. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible story, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Let me what tell the, you about the time I committed fucking rodent genocide. Yeah, exactly. The, I was the Hitler of Val, Vols. Yeah. <laughs> Making the garden great again. Um, freaking Volshowitz. And <laughs> Goddamn. Volshowitz. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, episode title? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god. So the 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 staff, okay. So oh, another so a whole other layer in why we're cringing is that the boss of the bosses who's like, you know, the director of the whole program is like this PETA animal oh, rights activist. No. Oh where, my god. And not the like in your face kind of way, but she's extremely caring and she's extremely yeah. passionate and she yeah. she instituted like all of these programs that we all helped out with about um taking care of the feral cats and you know like all of this stuff with volunteer work and shelters. She does that on all of her free time. And we all know this because she talks about it. So everybody is just oh stunned. God. And then every once in a while, everybody like is just taking glances at her in the back of the room, you know, and she's oh my God. steaming. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I couldn't have been in that room. It was. Oh, it was so uncomfortable to just sit and watch this unfold. And I don't really have like a climax here. I do know that she kept herself professional unlike that guy sure and i remember she apologized to us afterwards for that oh but God. she d- we did hear later that she took him outside and ripped his ass apart yeah she stuck a hose inside him <laughs> yeah. and hit him with a shovel yeah put put a hose like deep in his rectum <laughs> and was like all right buddy we're gonna see how much water weight you can hold yeah time to flush out lemmy winks <laughs> jesus christ get the shovel I don't know. Okay, so flushing the voles out, I kind of get, right? Like, fine. Let's get rid of the, the pest menace, whatever. But the shovel is where it gets me. Like, there's you you didn't have a cardboard box on hand or something? You just got a fucking... Who did he hand the shovel to? Was it a kid? It was the kid. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how dramatic 
That must have been. Could you imagine like, the amount of or the limited self-awareness that you have that you think I should share this story with a with over a hundred people in a professional setting where it's oh, completely unrelated? I think I think that's where a big source of cringe comes from, honestly, is the the lack of self-awareness, right? Not being able to read the room. Um I I think I've mentioned this before. I worked at a California-based company, right? Yeah. And uh, we had a satellite office here in, in Lehigh, and we were all about helping people spark relationships because that was the name of the fucking company. Right. Uh, that was the well, the J-Date and all of those companies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my coworkers, and I'm going to not name drop to protect the relatively innocent, I guess, um, super homophobic. Like, all right. incredibly... Uh, it was really interesting how homophobic he was. Um, but I guess Utah, he was older. Uh, and we went out to California one time. We went out to LA, which is like, you know, there's, there's gay people everywhere in California. Why not? And they're relatively cool with that out there. Um, and we were all at like, uh, like a lunch or dinner with all our California coworkers kind of to do, you know, a little bit of team building so that Lehigh didn't feel like the redheaded stepchild, right? Which you are when you are yeah. in Lehigh. You're the redheaded stepchild of Utah. Yeah, oh. Not, God, not yeah. even just the country. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, we just started talking about, like, oh, here's a potential new uh, revenue source for us. We could make a gay... Uh, dating website that's less like Grinder because you know Tinder was around at the time and so is Grinder yeah and they're both about hookups and we're like we're about sparking relationships and those long lasting blah, 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 blah. and this dude just kind of went off about he's like I can't stand gays I can't stand like he hard F okay oh, he dropped like, the F he dropped an F and in a uh, business meeting in a business meeting, dude. Oh. And he's just like, I don't get how you guys walk around here with all trannies and blah, blah. And I'm just like oh sitting there God. like, how how do you still have a career? How And, you know, all our California coworkers just like stared. And I'm sitting next to him and I'm like, I, I don't associate with him. I work with him, but we're not even friends. I don't know his name. I don't even, who is this guy? You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. nothing to you, do with him. You're sitting there. You've got your hands up. And you're just like this. No, no, not me. Not yeah. No, 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 he no, doesn't no. speak for me. Okay. He no. I. I'm just like I wanted to like tear off my shirt and have like a rainbow tank top underneath. <laughs> that's like gay pride. And I'm just like guys. Let's go hit up like Sunset Boulevard or the Hollywood Strip, and then you know I'll I'll show you guys how accepting I am because fuck this guy. Okay. Oh my god. So did anything happen to him? Uh, I think he did get like some sort of like sensitivity training and shit. I, we all did actually. Uh, oh, of course. California and Utah both had to go through like. Uh, um, oh, funny story. I'm now like sexual harassment certified. Um, not to do it. Yeah, I was okay? gonna say like, are you just a pro at like? Yeah. Hey, hot lips. I I smack asses wherever I go. Uh, I'm like Don Draper. Okay. <laughs> But we had to go through a meeting, uh, training because of this motherfucker. And I'm sure he had other repercussions I don't know about. But it made, it was the first night 
of a week long stay out oh. in California. Yeah, and it just it kind of set the tone for everything. Luckily, I got into the good graces of most of the people there. We were all cool. It was fine, but this guy just like tagged along, and it was the worst. I hated Jesus. it. Jesus. Yep. So, kill me now. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a bad one. That's my professional cringe. Because then uh, there's also moment. the layer of like you as a person from Utah understand that there's a there's a perception, especially like yeah. someone in California that they think maybe there maybe there could be the image that going into that they think that you are not as open minded. Right. Yeah. And then this guy just steps right up and he's like, stereotype. Yeah. He's like, let me fucking swing to the fences for the, let me just show you guys the grand slam of the things not to say in front of your coworkers. Oh, but, that's a, that's you know, besides that, besides that, it was a good time. Like uh, the boss took us out to a Japanese steakhouse and bought us all bottles of sake and fucking that guy can drink. All right. So that was fun. Kind of, he's like, I got to do something after that n- yeah. nightmare. Got to liven up everything. Everybody, drink hard liquor. It'll it'll be better after this, I promise. Well, I'll forget what happened. Yeah, exactly. Except that guy. Except the Mormon guy. Because he doesn't drink, but he hates gays. So. <laughs> that's, a, that's a slogan for his life. I don't drink, and I hate gays. Just as Jesus intended. I'm glad you don't know how to sample audio, because that would have been a good drop. (laughs) I mean, if you were doing your um, podcast integrity, you would do it for me. Nope. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's funny, though. I feel like I have so much power. You do. I do. You really do. I control the narrative of the drops. Yeah. Oh um, my god, you can make me say anything. I can. I'm going to just sample just, every word. Yeah, then just I can stitch build together sentences. my voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, the moments of just... Ah! So, I have one. I have a bad one. Tell me. I want to... Oh, oh my god. My dogs. My dogs. Dogs. When dogs There's my attack. interruption. Yeah. It's not just Ugh. me this time. Not just me. Assholes. Um so uh, okay. Back when I was gigging a lot in Utah. Yeah. I uh I had an opportunity to play I'll I'll name drop it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. The the group that I was playing with. We were invited to be the opening act for some band that I forgot the name of uh, at, is it Deer Valley? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Right. So, which is a ski resort. Yeah. But in the summer, when there's no snow, they have a big outdoor, uh, like, arena. Not arena. Amphitheater? Yeah, they have an amphitheater out there that's outdoor, and everybody just kind of like sets up blankets on the grass, and it's huge. Like it can fit a few thousand people. Wow! And they Jesus. have a big, beautiful stage. Oh, so you you've never been up there? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. Well, uh, yeah. So, I think a bug just landed on my arm. I jumped. That was weird. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. 
It just kind of freaked me out for a second. I was like, what was that? Oh, God. Was it a New York Here's cockroach? another cringe moment. God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ba- most embarrassing thing is, is it was probably huh? just a fluff. And, <laughs> and I'm just such a person that hates bugs that I'm like, ah! Well, okay, so count your lucky stars. Yeah. Uh, You're our, not going to do listeners- a bug story, are you? No, no, oh, no, no, God, no, no. okay. Our listeners only have audio. Yeah. I got to see it happen. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's why we'll never broadcast live video right there. That was, that was oh a bad one. Well, of course it happened on this episode, too. Oh, you know what? Here's a bug story. <sighs> no, I don't want it. Yeah, no. Um, my wife, if you, if you know her, uh, she has a phobia of crickets and grasshoppers, which sounds like the craziest thing, right? They're gross. Like, yeah. Um, so Utah has a substantial cricket population. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. And uh, especially down south near like the deserty, shitty areas of Utah. Um, and that's why our, our state bird is the seagull, because it ate the crickets and saved the Mormon pioneers. That's right. The yeah, seagull. Yeah, the seagull's a fucking garbage bird. It's a trash bird, and that is our state bird. So They are protected by state law. They are. Make of that what you will. But anyway, uh, she was driving a four-wheeler with her sister, because that's what she used to do. Uh, and she was like fucking eight, ten, somewhere around there. She crashed into a ditch. And as she was getting up, she felt stuff on her. She was covered from oh, head to toe no. in crickets. Yeah. And something Fuck you might no. not know about Set crickets. Set me on fire. Set me on fire. They, uh, some of them can like spew a little black liquid from their mouth to what? like, I don't what? know if it's for digestion or protection. No. But they were just, yeah, they were just bukkaking all over her. <laughs> just like, <laughs> cricket. Ugh. Just. So now, now, if we're out hiking or some shit and there's a cricket in the way, I have to take care of it. If a cricket flies close to her, she runs. She's gone. When we were dating, she's left me behind hiking. I'll find her a mile later, you know. <laughs> Just run. So, Just run. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ew. No. So now just think about that. Crickets all over you. You're no, welcome. I don't want to. I don't want to. That, I, that, that did happen to me once, but actually, in a place that I thought was a fucking civilized part of the world, I wasn't out <laughs> in the woods or riding a an ATV. It fucking happened in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, Texas is so civilized. Tell me more. <laughs> wow, shots fired, <laughs> Texas. Uh, we we went there to go to. There was this comedy tour that was happening there. It was. They call it, I think it was called like the Oddball Comedy oh, Tour. Oh, that one was good. Yeah, so they it was a huge bill. Um, like the headliners were Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. Before the stuff happened. I was going to say, which is kind of funny considering. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, like Whitney Cummings was there. Uh, I remember Doug Stanhope did a... Oh, wow. He, he dropped in. Uh oh! One of my favorites of all time, Reggie Watts did a oh, set. Reggie, and it was fantastic. So it's this huge. This is an actual arena, like stadium in Austin. Uh, so obviously, you know, they have the huge parking lot and all that garbage around outside. And yeah. so 
we're there and there's not only crickets, but it's locust season. <sighs> so the the locusts, you could hear them during the set. And like even Reggie Watts did this amazing, because, you know, he's a big improviser with music oh, yeah. and his comedy. He So as he's doing different songs and stuff, he actually, because he has his little looper there, he made everyone shut the fuck up. And because there were some locusts actually on the stage. Oh my and God, he this motherfucker. Looped their sound in and built a whole like improvised comedy song around the locusts. <laughs> and it was fantastic. But then on the way out, there were these huge sort of open grass areas where people wait before they go into the stadium. And it was just the floor was moving. Ew. And no. it's dark, so you can't see. And we get even, so we get in, finally into the parking lot where they have the overhead lights, and it's just, they're flying everywhere. You know, you oh. look down on your shirt, and there's like six of them, and you're, oh, oh fuck. And I hate bugs. I fucking <laughs> hate bugs. So I'm seriously like, you know, and we're in, we're in Texas, you know, that's where manly men. Yeah, yeah. So you just see guys like flipping them off them, you know, like, meh, get off, you know, and there this might be fine. some ladies that were screaming a little bit. And then there's old Nick there just ah! Ah! like I'm jumping up and down, like knocking them off of me, trying to st- I it's hard to find a place to step where you're not either going to step on a live one or one that's already dead and stomped on from all the people walking out like. I'm Jesus trying. Christ. I'm trying to step around. Oh, so that was my experience. And thank you for making me relive that right now. You're welcome. I'm you pretty sure I blocked my, that out. <laughs> you described my wife's like nightmare oh. scenario. Yeah. Did you yeah. know that locusts are just uh, I the think crickets or grasshoppers? Um, but when there's a lot of crickets and grasshoppers together, they go through uh, like a metamorphosis and they become locusts because there's so fucking many of them. They're just like, hey, let's get together and fuck everybody's shit up. Like, let's just. That's it. They're Frieza. This isn't even my final form. And they just. Fucking exactly. Merge in. Oh, They're God. A bunch of cunts. Um, while we're still on this tangent, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard about this. Did, and this is, this is an alleged ancient Persian method of execution. Have you ever heard of scaphism? No. Scaphism, I think. Okay. So it's fucking terrible. Mm, um, I'm already what they like, would, my jaw is tight right now. What they would do is that they would put you, uh, they would trap you between two boats, right? And while you were in there, they would force feed you honey and milk, right? Until you're like just shitting out honey and milk. You're just dying. Oh. And then they would just like unleash insects into the area while you're devoured alive. By bugs and stuff. Fuck that. Yeah, they're all inside you. They're just everywhere. Bugs and vermin. Oh, mm-hmm. do anything else to me. Anything else. <laughs> Drown me. Burn me alive. Whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. Anything but that. Anything but that. Oh my god. I like how cringe became bugs. It 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 is for me. It is. <laughs> it is for me. Oh, oh my God. God, my my heart's my heart's racing right now. It hurts. All right. Yeah, so I mean, you've heard of uh, Blowfly Girl, right? No. Oh my 
my god, I don't even know if I want to tell this one. It involves a woman and blowfly larvae near genitals, I think is what it is. No! Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to... No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't so do it to that, me. There's that. Don't do it to me. You're welcome. I don't want to. I'm protecting you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we're in Deer Valley. I'm going to play music. This is going to be fun. There's no yeah. bugs there. Fucking right. shit. God damn it. Burn them all. Um, and so this is, this, is a, this is a big gig for yeah. us, right? We're going to open up yeah. for... Um, uh, I'm just going to call them uh, Skeeter. That's, that's the name of the <laughs> band because I really don't remember. Skeeter. And so... They, uh, and we, we have no idea who they are, but you know, of course, when we tell them, we're going to say, oh, you, 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 great music, uh, really like your stuff. Um, yeah. you know, as you do. Uh, and so we're, <laughs> and it's this huge, huge stage. There's a big crew. Um, we go through our sound check and everything's all great. They do their sound check. Everything's great. We, we get set up and we're sort of ready to go. And, uh, you know, in between songs, if, if things are going on, you want to sort of like keep the banter going, you know, talk with the crowd and stuff like that. But the people that I was playing with right there, some of them didn't do it that often. And especially our singer, that wasn't really her thing. Oh, no. Oh, so no. It was oh. just something that she, no, she just wouldn't do it. Okay. So, all right. so all right. uh, quite often me or sometimes one of the other guys would jump up and we would, we would sort of chat and keep, you know, stuff going in between songs or somebody was yeah. changing an instrument or something. Um, so it's getting towards one of those near the end. And I feel like at, up for a little while, we're doing okay. We've got some momentum going. And uh, again, thousands of people there. It's, it's going yeah. pretty well. And we have, I think it's one last song. And, you know, I say, thank you so much for having us out here tonight. Uh, it's it's great to do all this. And before, you know, I talk, I jump over. The sound guy, it, one of the sound guys is is right there. And I double check with him. It's like, hey, man, what is the name of the headliner? And he goes, um, he goes, oh, it's uh, it's Mud Puddle. And I go, all right, cool. Oh my God. And uh, so I'm like, thank you guys so much for coming out. It's been great. You know, there's a cheer. Woo. Like, we got one mm. more song for you guys tonight. And just as we get set up, who's excited to see Mud Puddle? And, I, and fucking silence. Oh, my God. And I start looking across the stage. And a couple people are looking at me. And then in the crowd... Uh, I heard someone yell, what? Because remember, these are thousands of people that have come oh to see God. this oh band. My God. And I go, yeah, Mud Puddle's coming up. And a woman up near the front screams out, it's Skeeter. And I, <laughs> and I go, and I, I can't hear her. So I go, I, I have to go, what was that? And she shells again. The band's name is Skeeter. And uh, uh, rem- remember, I'm 16. Yeah, sure. And I just go, oh, uh, the, oh, well, the, the, oh, sound guy said it was 
Oh, he yeah, he he lied. I, I said like, oh, he lied. And I just like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna f- finish up with this song. Ready? And the, like as I'm tr- stumbling through the end, the drummer just starts counting off the song. He's like, we need to get the fuck <laughs> done with this. Get him off stage. And get, get, him off stage. get We need to end this. So our whole momentum is just crashed. And as we're playing this song, like my insides are just all the blood is gone. I have no feeling. Like I don't remember playing the last song. There's just that moment of silence. And as we finish, you know, we have to take our shit off and those skeeters coming on stage and they're they're looking, you know, at us and I I just say like, "Oh my god, guys. I'm 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 so sorry." And they're just like, "No, no, it's cool. It's cool." They were like yeah, they didn't even laugh it off. It was just like, oh, it's cool. Oh, I feel like it would have been better if they would have laughed in my face, right? Yeah. They would have laughed. Been, they would have been like, oh, yeah, I fucked up. Oh. It would have been better, I think, if they would have, like, cracked a little joke as they got onto the stage. You know, like, ha right. we're actually Skeeter. And or, or, or would have called us the wrong name. Like, yeah, that would have been done. really funny. Wow. And I would have been Saves like, oh, it. yeah, you got me. You got me. See, there's there are ways there are ways to recover from cringe. Okay, there are. But. No, but that was so. Even you know, every once in a while, I'll be going along with my day, you know, driving to work, and then just that moment plays in my mind, and then I just hear "Hello, darkness, my old friend," <laughs> and and everything everything fades away. Do you um? Does that ever happen to you, like, before you play a set? Because you still gig occasionally, right? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, do you have, does, do those intruding thoughts happen as you're, like, getting up there? And No, no, but I do, I do triple check if I ever have to do something <laughs> like that. You've been hurt once. Yep, I will never fuck that up again. Are you fucking sure their name is fucking Puddle of Mud? Or Mud Puddle? Are you sure? Oh my god. Fucking sound guy, you piece of shit. Yeah. To all you sound guys out there, don't be assholes. <laughs> oh. Or be an asshole, I don't care, I don't play gigs. <laughs> Fuck with those 16-year-olds, do it. Yeah, so th- there's there's my big one. There's my big I've one. I've never had um, public cringe like that, ever, to that scale. Way to make me feel better. Yeah, it did that. I mean, and now you're uh, you're letting thousands, tens of thousands of our podcast listeners know because that's how many people are listening to. Yeah, this. all three of them. Yeah, we blew up. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like if I have a comparable experience. I don't. I can't top that. Like, oh, there was one time where I was what car surfing and I fell off the car and got wicked gnarly road rash and I laughed it off and that's like what well, well, pumped the brakes there car that's surfing? what happened and that's how I fell off yeah they pumped yeah you never did this as a stupid 16 year old no cool so let me uh, paint you a word picture uh, I am on the back uh, and this is on the car uh, like the trunk and it's like a fucking, what did, what, did, what did high school kids drive? Like a 96 Jetta or some shit, right? Okay. Yeah. Why and are you on the back? 
to car surf. I thought we established this. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if it, there's some other sort of preset or just like, no. oh, we're going to do this dumb thing. No, and so now it. I'm doing this dumb thing. So the, the thing was, you'd kind of like be where the trunk area is and you'd kind of lay across the back windshield of the car and hold on to either side. The windows would be rolled down, right? So you'd hold on, you'd hook in, right? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Because a sense of self-preservation didn't exist when I was 16 years old. Right, yeah. as you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're having a good old time and, and people hit like 25 miles an hour and it's good. It's fast. It's exhilarating. And then the driver thought it would be funny to just fucking slam on the brakes. Right. (laughs) So my hands are hooked in for the pulling action, but I have like no way to stop going forward. So this fucker slams on the brakes and I go flying to the right. Luckily, like not in front of the car, but I just, you know, 25 miles an hour is not that bad inside of a car, but outside mm-hmm. of a car is yeah. a different story. Yeah. You can't run and that fast. No. Uh-uh. Usain Bolt, I dare you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just remember uh, getting a couple layers of skin just like sanded off by, by the asphalt. Uh. And uh, I'm laughing because I don't want my friends to like worry. And be like, oh, he's dying. So I'm laughing so I don't cry in front of everyone. And uh, I'm pretty torn up. I have gravel like in my skin and rocks and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to be fine. This is fine. And uh, my wife, my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, bless her heart. uh, She wasn't even my girlfriend then, actually. I just had a crush on her. She fucking forced me. She's She's a force of nature. But she forced me inside my buddy's house, and she uh, she nursed me up. She cleaned out all my wounds and bandaged me up. So, and guess what? I never did that again. Surprise. Yeah. I think a little wow. bit of self-preservation started kicking in then. But it was yeah. never this... It wasn't this public, like, let's witness this kid fucking up on stage. That is, like, my biggest nightmare. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it was a living nightmare. Uh, I don't think any of my friends did car surfing, but also at the age where you would do these things, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. My main circle of friends were all people that like we were working as musicians, so like right. things that could seriously hurt us or break our arms, we weren't doing because. Oh. <laughs> Because we were thinking of that, right? right it's like you right. broke your arm and you're fucked. So, mm. uh, like we, uh, many, quite a few of us, like stopped doing certain things. Like I stopped snowboarding, and like stopped skateboarding, and you know, like wow. a lot of stuff like that. We we had the self preservation not for our lives but for our music. <laughs> you fucking music nerds! Yeah. Jesus Christ. I've never gone snowboarding, by the way. In all my years in Utah, I've never hit the slopes. Or is no skiing either? Nothing? No, nothing. Wow. I've gone sledding. That's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to to build on to the last one, as you enter yeah. your uh, upper middle class white status, you need to mm. go uh, mm. skiing. I do. I should try it sometime. But can I let you in on a little secret? Oh, I'm, no, nobody's here. We're, we're... I am... A, Deathly terrified of going fast 
uh, not in a vehicle. And maybe it's because of the fucking incident that we just talked about. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a connection (laughs) here we can pull. (laughs) Like we went uh, sledding for my birthday recently because it was fun. And I went with my family and and my uh, little sister had a giant blast. She's like 10, 11. It was fun. Uh, Everybody else was flying down this hill, which is ice now. It's not snow. People have been sledding there for weeks. Right. It's just a and, it's a bobsled death trap. Yeah, and assholes make like jumps everywhere, right? Like, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so I go down it. I'm going down it with my heels dug in to the ground and my hands fucking splayed. Like, no, I'm not going faster than 15 miles an hour or some shit. <laughs> While everybody else is flying, uh, that's not for me. No, no, not anymore. Wow. I like life. Yeah. You you you've you've entered middle age. Squarely, I'm only twenty seven now, and I feel like an old man. Well, you're you're keeping yourself around. For keeping me. myself young. <laughs> so hot and fresh. So you told me about a, a cringy meeting. Um, yeah. How do you feel about meetings in general? Uh, well, then the thing that is really nice about where I worked. I mentioned that like I'm the director at the clinic that I worked at work at. Yeah. It, we're a really small business. Okay. So we don't have like this big corporate structure or things like that. Meetings sure. are seriously informal discussions between me and the owner typically. And then sometimes me and one of the staff, like we don't have these big staff meetings. We don't do anything like that. So, like, the idea of, like, the office culture meetings don't happen, but I do... So, the other day, we hosted, like, some sort of council for something. I don't remember. But it was some sort of council where a bunch of different agencies send representatives about the population that we work with. Hmm. And it was the first time I had been in a meeting like that in a really long time. And it, that's what made me like think of this was I was sitting there and I was just going, how do people do this all the time? Because mm. I was sitting and I had like an uncomfortable seat, like I had to be behind somebody, you know, like squished behind Jesus. somebody at the table. And uh, it's just sit, I was sitting there going and, you know, like the point of the meeting, like this could have be, been done in like a four paragraph email would have been this whole council (laughs) meeting that was an hour and a half. Um, But it's really just like updates about what the different agencies are doing and how they can help each other. Right. So they're just talking about updates of what's going on in their agencies. And it's like, okay, like two sentence email, you know, that's that's what each members participation could have been and it just made me go like i know this is what people complain about in corporate structure and yeah. you i know you worked for a, a startup for a long time but i think now yes. you're you're a part more of like a a, a mid sort of size corporation yeah, oh yeah. right yeah you could you could call me a yuppie is that a thing yeah i'm a uh, young professional so <laughs> do you have to go through these types of things can I tell you something interesting? Uh, the meetings at the startup were a billion times worse than the meetings at this corporation. Wait, really? 
A hundred percent. Like it you were telling like just perspective of like the startup is like, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, and everybody's working their ass off. That's how it should be. Um that's not how it was. That's actually how it is at my current uh job. Okay. Uh, you know, again, I'm a software engineer and we do agile scrum and we have stand-ups, which are just like short meetings every day that shouldn't last longer than 15 minutes and thank god where i work they last five to ten and it's really just a status update again um, but it's kind of a way for you to call out people if they're blocking you from getting anything done or to rally support if you need somebody's help really is the purpose of the meeting to be like hey i'm working on this and it went like this oh uh you uh fulanito i could use your help please help me you know got it so at my startup the longest meeting I ever had was five to six hours long. What? Yeah. Five. That's that's your fucking work day. Like, did you guys like no, yeah. eat lunch through this? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. We ordered lunch for the meeting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted to cut myself. I excused myself to the bathroom multiple times so that I could sit there and watch funny YouTube videos and just like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have any business to do in there. I just sat in there, sad, trying to, you know, not let the existential dread set in about what I was doing. Oh so. my god. Well, that brought me to like one of the things I I wanted to mention was like how. So when you if you're stuck in like one of those, how do you survive? Okay, you go to the bathroom and you watch YouTube. Oh yeah, that's that is one of my key strategies. If a meeting goes over, like. 30 minutes, I start to get twitchy. I'm like, why are we still talking? You know, and and um, there's a company out there called 37 Signals. I don't know if you've ever heard about them. No. But they're, they're like a thing in uh, the software world. They do stuff. Um, they're really opinionated. And <laughs> after a couple of those like six hour meetings or longer than an hour long meetings, I found uh, they have a book. They write lots of books and I found an excerpt from that book uh, and the chapter title was meetings are toxic. And I shared that with the entire company. I was like, Hey, look what I found, you know, meetings fucking suck. Okay. And well, one, I'm going to ask, like, give us the, could you give us a synopsis of that thing? Why Uh, are meetings top toxic? It's actually a couple, it's like two paragraphs, maybe. So let me pull it up right now. Oh, you got um, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a link in our little in a little collection right there if you want to pull it up. Um, but it starts off, you know what? Uh, I'll just read a part of it. It says, meetings are toxic. Don't have meetings. Do you really need a meeting? <laughs> meetings usually arise when a concept isn't clear enough. Instead of resorting to a meeting, try to simplify the concept so you can send it via email right? That's like their, that's their first paragraph. And then later on, they break it down as to why it's toxic. And, and they're like, uh, it breaks up people's days, right? And part of being a software engineer or people who really have to engage in that kind of like mind work like that is you need working hours. You need like a good set of like uninterrupted time so you can figure your shit out and put it into code and and do it. Um, (laughs) something that I like that they say is that meetings are toxic because they often contain at least one moron that inevitably gets his turn to waste everyone's time with nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) 
okay. Now, now this would be, you know, the equivalent uh, because, you know, I spent so much time in school would be the person that's like, let me tell you a story that is unrelated to what the professor's talking about, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk for 10 minutes and tell you a personal story that's unrelated. Right. Yeah. that, That thing. Have you ever had the dude, uh, maybe this is just personal to me, but at a meeting who will try to explain something through like a long ass metaphor and then he gets lost in the metaphor and doesn't remember what his point was. Um, I, yeah, I think so in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Which then the metaphors are meant to make things clear quickly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, it connects this concept in my mind this way. No, he just fucking told a story and rambled and I wanted to die. Think of it like the series A Wheel in Time. Um, <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's short too. Yeah, concise um, and understandable. But yeah, I mean, to make a long story short, I think that long meetings are usually indicative of other issues within your organization. Um, especially if you have them constantly. Uh, and I think, you know, I was at the startup and we definitely had issues. We were chasing investor dollars instead of making an actual product that worked. Uh, and we were trying to figure our shit out together through a committee instead of rallying behind a leader, you know, a dear leader who would get us to that finish line. We were all trying to figure our shit out. It was bad. And the meeting was definitely indicative of that. Okay. So then would you say like, in your new job now, that's those are the things they kind of fixed where you have a leader that you're rallying behind. Yeah, man. Um, we have a vision. We have a, a product that's real. You know, we aren't beholden to investors, so we kind of can do our own thing uh, and figure out where the market takes us. Um, Capitalism, you know, bef- baby. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before it's like, let's fucking add all these features with these investors and get their money so that a year later we're destitute again and need to do the whole cycle again. Woo more investors to get more money. It's not a good look. No. So, so talk me through as you, it sounds like you went through a, a fair number of these. What, so, you know, you can bail from the meeting sometimes, but you can't do that a whole bunch. What did you do to survive inside? Inside the machine. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend this to anybody. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just stopped giving a shit. Uh, becoming obstinate. You know what I mean? Like you are just anytime somebody is like, let's have a meeting or let's talk about this. Say no. Like, no, I'm not. You just say <laughs> no. Avoid the meetings in the first place. I'm not going to do a two-hour meeting with you. Send me an email. We can talk then, but we're not. I'm not going to interrupt my day to talk to you for two hours, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, That's one strategy I adopted. Okay, all right. Just skip it's out on the meetings. strategy, Cotton? Yeah, yeah. It was a startup, and there were only like eight people, and I felt like I was necessary there, so they couldn't... Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't just be like, you're fired. Uh, they needed me. Um, but in the meeting itself, I, I think I mentioned this before too. I ended up leading standup at that company because one time it took an hour and I was like, no, no, standups are supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, 
So keeping people on track, really cracking that whip. I'm like, what are we talking about? Why are we here? I don't want to be here. So give me broad strokes. <laughs> uh, back to back to striking uh, women, <laughs> you insensitive person. How how do you survive meetings? Because for me, it's a lot of in a nice way. It's hey, can we please stick to the topic at hand? And if you have anything else, talk about it with the person you need to talk about it later. You know what I mean? Don't derail all of us. Yeah, well, I think a nice thing, like I was saying about the structure that I'm in now, that if I'm if I'm meeting with like somebody that's on the staff there, it's usually for some sort of way to provide assistance to them in some sort of way. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really, it's not about anything beyond like helping, uh, hopefully trying to help in their either professional growth or something like that, which is, you know, something that's more specific to my profession, right? That it's about like professional development, but then meetings with the owner, because it's typically just the two of us. um, And we're also, I would say friends there. There can be times where they're a little bit longer just due to friendly conversation, but not something that gets in the way of yeah. anything that we're doing. But I think we do a good job of um, things that could just be like thoughts sent to each other. And then when we do sit down together, they're more of uh, how do we take this concept and implement it in a way? Oh, so yeah. they're, they're like, I know sometimes brainstorming sessions can be um, bad, but they usually come in with like, it's not a brainstorming of going from nothing most of the time. It's right. a few. We both maybe have a few ideas of how to make it work, and we we're just kind of going through them in a more nuanced way and implementing change. And most yeah. so that sort of works out. But when I went to that council meeting thing, that's where <laughs> I was just like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Because I have no influence there, like uh, oh. of of you know of how to change, you know, how that went. And it, it was just, uh, what, what is the point of this? How do I, what am I doing here? And how do I survive? One thing I did, I really did. We mentioned, you know, call back to, I think, you know, one of the first episodes was the bullet journal. Yeah. Cause I busted that out. Uh, cause that also looks productive, right? <laughs> uh, to open a new page, uh, or in the back where I have, uh, a collection that I call a brain dump where I just write down ideas about stuff that I have, whether it's personal work or anything really, or even related to this podcast. And I just started writing stuff or even practicing Spanish, a blank page back uh-huh. there. Just like I just started doing, if it was stuff that I didn't have to be invested in at all, they were things that I was just starting to spew my own ideas and some of them were related to this i i wrote down you know this idea this council like how do other people it made me think when i was sitting there how the fuck do people do this like (laughs) this is insane so uh good old uh shout out to anybody please share if i ever have to do that again what do i do what do i do and i don't think i don't think drinking heavily before is a viable option maybe it is but i want to do it during then I'd be fine. <laughs> if I could just flask it, you know? Yeah. So so what you're saying is that 
you kind of use it as a personal development and meditation session where you just fucking check out and do your own thing. Yeah, and I'm doing that thing where I'm half listening, but I'm also using it as a way, like, if anybody says anything that triggers a thought that could be some could be helpful to me in any aspect of my life, then I've got that notebook there, and I can just start scribbling away. I think that's a good, I think I will take, if I ever have to go to a long meeting, I'll take my bujo with me. Um, I hate long meetings, I think. So, I... I think that what you do with your colleagues, um, sort of that one-on-one meeting, that's awesome. And I, I appreciate those. Actually, I have those with my manager like once a month or whatever. And they're nice, right? Yeah. Because you can just talk about whatever you need to talk about. It's nice to check in with people and be like, these are my goals. This is like, uh, this was hard for me this month or something. You know, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. But, well, and in, in my field, those are also a little bit different because we're we're therapists like it can also be about like I'm working I had this really tricky session with this client and uh can we just you know process through it or something like that or I had this great one and I I want to I want to look into it you know what what made it great you know those kind (laughs) of like analytical things yeah, you know, and that's why I put it under the category of like professional development because right. yeah, that's but it can be things like that too. And um, the, I, I think those feel less like meetings and more like conversations. You know what right. I mean? Well, they like actually a, call it um, in in like all the therapy field they call it clinical supervision. Oh, okay. Where like this was something that the the owner was curious about. She's like, wait, so you're calling it suit. Like you're supervising them, but hmm. you're like already kind of like in a managerial state. Like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, it's it's different in the therapy world. Supervision really is just somebody that you you value uh, their their work and their insight on your work. So it's, oh, okay. not, it's not as much of like there's less of like the hierarchy, and it is more of like a conversational. Yeah, thing, and we I, we've talked about it before, and it's kind of at the core of this podcast, I think. But conversations are incredibly important. I love conversations, and I think when when done in that kind of context, they're super. There's something special about them, um, about those conversations, face to face conversation. You know, there's the lowest, uh, like friction to missing understanding. Does that make sense? I totally yeah. word saladed that, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, and th- well, there's so much information that you can read from another person. I'm gonna sneeze. Maybe not. No. Oh my god! It, it left like, me. I saw it left your soul. I saw uh, you go through the motions on video, and then no sound. And I was like, "What is this? Do you uh, sneeze quietly?" No, I leaned so far away so I wouldn't have to edit a huge peak. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it out. I'm gonna leave that shit in. That's that's podcast yeah. gold right there. Um, oh, yeah. But I leaned away and then it just left. And isn't that the worst feeling? Like, yeah. you know, my nose is just all itchy. And oh, like, oh, you don't. It, it, it's got blue nose. I've got blue nose right now. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, maybe it was junior high and high school when people were like, a sneeze is like one eighth of an orgasm. Did you ever hear about that? I, I do remember people saying that. And 
kid okay let's just go back and i'm just gonna put this overall statement out kids are stupid kids are fucking stupid <laughs> if you're a kid you're listening to this you're stupid why are you listening to us one why where are your parents yeah well you need some parental supervision yeah not clinical supervision parental no, supervision i refuse to talk to you <laughs> Um, but before we uh, close this out, I yeah. had to, you know, we were talking about, Gah! you know, today. And it made oh, yeah. me think, oh, there's a story that came out in the, this past week. And it's it's killing me. It is it is killing me. Lay it on me. Tell me. Tell me. Your I don't know how to s- pronounce his name, but there's a Fox News host. So already we're we're into something here. His name is Pete. Hegseth, I think. Oh, have you heard about wow. this guy? Oh, no. You so about he's, this? You heard about this? No. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> um, so he's not like an A-lister from Fox News, right? Or we wouldn't know his name. Okay. Yeah. But he recently confessed on air to never washing his hands oh, I after his this. co-host <sighs> told his viewers he had been eating day-old pizza on the set. So that was his opening. He was eating day-old pizza. Who, okay, who, you know, the fucking throw stones sort of saying, who hasn't eaten day-old pizza? Dude, I'll eat like three-day-old pizza. Yeah, I was Maybe just about longer. to say, yeah. I've got, I've, I know I've let it go a couple of days before. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. And then at that point, you don't eat the crust anymore because it's turned into a rock. Oh, and yeah. you just you just eat the good part. Um <laughs> Phrasing. Um, so he hasn't washed his hands in ten years. Is that what it was? Yeah, that he is okay. Let's see that he has not washed his hands in a decade because germs are not a real thing. Mm, oh my god! So he Tell went on the, the Fox and Friends, and he said germs don't exist because they cannot be seen by the naked eye. He's a winner. Uh when are we voting for him for president? He's really doing the, uh, you can't see me, I'm not real. Like That's incredible. Ew, and uh, was it like shared pizza? Can you imagine the shitty hands? The Just <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh just, yeah, especially, I forgot. You know, he's on a fucking TV news set, right? Yeah. So that means, yeah, there's like crew probably eating oh, pizza. Which not, I'm not saying crew's dirty. All right, keep no, your letters no, no, to no. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking, you know, I'm talking about number-wise. It's more than the hosts. There's yeah. all the crew, producers, interns. You know the interns are getting some of that pizza. Yeah. Okay, they so this motherfucker else. fucking scratches his nuts and shakes hands without washing his hands. He's got 10 years of nut buildup underneath his fingernails. Nut okay? butter. <laughs> that too, probably. His yeah. hand, he is... He is patient zero in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> he is. That I, man I is bet disgusting. I bet it's developed its own intelligence and it's just like I I am the hand of Pete Hasworth. <laughs> uh actually interesting little segue. Um did you know that belly buttons have their own like bacterial flora and fauna? Like uh Researchers have taken samples from people's belly buttons to see what bacteria is in there, right? Mm-hmm. This one motherfucker, they're like, this is only 
bacteria that we find near like Antarctic uh, volcano vents underneath the ocean, and somehow it's in your fucking belly button. How does like, that? Yeah, happen? that's what I call a Taco Tuesday. <laughs> right. So, just imagine this fucker's hands. There are ancient bacteria that we haven't seen in decades just there. God. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So this guy, like, he says. He stopped washing his hands because it's a way of inoculating himself. So Ew. it makes me go, which way is it? Are the germs not real? Or are you inoculating yourself? He's just a crazy piece of shit. And I hate to talk about our president because um, he has kind of a similar uh, mentality on working out. Did you know that? No. He doesn't work out. Our president, President Donald J. Trump, does not work out. Because he thinks his battery, his body is like a battery. And oh, I the have more, heard that. Yeah, the more energy he uses, the closer he is to death. So you may not like it, but that is what peak physical performance looks like. Okay. Yeah. Well, his doctors, you know, they say he, he's in the best shape. Oh, my God. He knows the best people. He's in the best shape. And like this guy, he probably has the best hands. Um. Oh my god! I'm disgusted. I, I'm, I'm gonna wash another, my hands right after this. I'm seeing a quote down below that says, "In his defense, the presenter said Pizza Hut lasts for a long time, so it's not even good pizza." God damn it! <laughs> Look, because of what the ingredients they put in Pizza Hut, everybody's gonna be safe. Okay, my shitty germs aren't gonna get on there. Okay, but I need to remind you that Fox News Studios is in New York. Oh, you're gonna die. He's going to infect everybody near you, and you're going to die. Well, uh, Pizza Hut in New York? What the oh, fuck that too. Are you doing? Holy fuck. Why are they eating Pizza Hut in New York? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck? Like, oh my God. That, is that legal in New York? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to lynch him. I don't oh, know. That's okay. That's fine. Just stay away from his hands. <laughs> Oh God! Like so. Okay, so you you connected this to you know uh, El Presidente. Uh, yeah. Also, you know a fact about him is that he is a self-described germaphobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this motherfucker, old Petey here, he has met the president multiple oh, times, and then pictures God. have been posted of them shaking hands. So what you're saying is we shouldn't be surprised if like an FBI hit squad kills this man eventually. It's going to oh, yeah. happen. Oh yeah. He's going to wake up in Bermuda and he's he's going it's just going to be black gates everywhere. Oh my and god. He's going to take him down. Thank you Fox and friends for infecting us all with disgusting news and hands. Ugh. God. Ugh. Uh, on that okay. note, send us your gross stories. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no bug stories, please. Oh, please no. send me the worst bug stories. No, tell no me bug about that stories. one time that bug crawled up your nose or your ear and just like. Ah. Did you ever see? Did you ever see that video or was it a picture of the dude who had human like bloat fly, uh, in, like larva implanted into his like uh, gums? Yeah, what a fly laid eggs into his gums and fucking boat fly garbage today. God. Yeah, it's gross. Mm. Stop it. Imagine it crawling inside you. Just like you can feel the wriggling. I'm just so thinking your bug about stories. it being you instead of the bugs. 
<laughs> Send us your bug stories at outoffocuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or send them to go fuck yourself at gmail.com. <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, send us send us your meeting strategies. Send us your growth stories. Send us tell us whatever you want. Talk to us. Uh, you can do it on Twitter and Instagram at Out of Focus Show, uh, and we have a website outoffocuspodcast.com. So hit it up. Tell us what you think. What do you think, Nick? I think if you send me a bug story, you are instantly banned. I'm Pete Hogwarts Hand.